1: Go to Bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at Bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. Bluenile.com
0: code LISTEN.
1: Once upon a time, there was a podcast called Father and Sundays. It was The Unexplainable Guide to Absolutely Nothing. And it was on episode 63. 63? I can't believe it's 63. And they were talking about fairy tales. So stick around if you to hear more. one on another week, Dad. And mm. we're talking about fairy tales this week. We are, we are ooh, ooh, indeed. Ooh, 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 ooh. A different introduction just to throw Sam off. Ooh, excellent, yeah.
2: that's what we like to do. Um, yes, uh, this week we're going to be talking about Fairy tales.
1: Before we get into things, yes. how are
2: you? I'm okay. Um, it's been a busy day today. We've yeah. we've been sort of I've oh, been at work for a start, and then we've had uh, my daughter, your sister, her baby shower. So that has been quite lively, and um,
1: yes. <laughs> but the thing is, you're not meant to really shower babies, aren't you? You're meant to put them in bath. Yes, you can put them in a the bath and then shower them. Into Bath. Don't they do flannel? No, you give them a good old scrub. Um, Yeah. yeah. With bicarbonate soda. You do. And lemon juice. Yeah, and lemon juice. Helps get the grime off, doesn't it? Yeah, in all the flaps. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So, fairy tales. (laughs) Yes.
2: So, look. So, fairy tales are
1: an interesting thing
2: because um, I think most people, when they're young, uh, either are, are read fairy tales or... Read them themselves. And I know for a fact, I believe when you were young, we used to
1: read fairy tales to you. Keep hearing the Killers song whenever you say that.
2: I'm not aware
1: of that Killers song. You know, when we were young. Oh, when we were young. I, thought you, I can't sing too to much fairy because that tales. was so close to the original. That, You'd get charged for it, would yeah. you? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I can, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I can remember reading to you, I think we've talked about this, three little pigs you're wrong no you're not wrong and i definitely can remember reading to you the bitty goats gruff no, you didn't read that to me you just well kind of you know and so i did i did oh i told you the story of the bitty goats gruff
1: when you went to sleep um three little pigs there was a book i remember you reading the book yes bitty goats bitty goats gruff um You just used to read it. You just used to say it. But all the goats were actually uh, the Harding family. Yes, and
2: we've said before. It just made it a little bit more interesting for me because obviously, uh, repetition for children. I you probably used to ask for that quite often. I probably asked for it because you used to do it after our names. It's your own fault, really, isn't it? Fair enough. Vicious circle, really. I should have just kept to the original. And that's an interesting thing. Nope, we're not making this more interesting. We're not diverting. (laughs) We're keeping it as boring as ever. But, the originals. Right, so, I've embarked on a bit of an exercise
1: this week, looking at fairy tales. You went on a long journey, didn't you? You went... I went on a very long and dark journey. Long and dark journey. Very dark. It took you to the edges of the earth, really, didn't it? It did indeed.
2: Now, I've been looking at some uh, fairy stories from the Brothers Grimm, and also Hans Christian Andersen as well. Right now, German. Quite no. Well,
1: Brothers it, Grimm were. Oh, Brothers it?
2: Grimm were. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Hans Christian Han, Han, Hans Christian Henderson <laughs> was Danish. Um, anyway,
1: so like uh, the uh, bun. Uh, bun. Yeah. Isn't there a Danish Pastry. Pastry, that's it. Bun.
2: Anyway, so majority of the stories, and in fact, we are very aware of them because of the Disney films, and Disney, uh, I wasn't... When when they first started coming out with these stories, Disney very much used... There's original stories now, but at, at the beginning, the Snow
1: Whites, uh, the Sleeping Beauty, and things like that. Well... You're saying that there's original stories now, but most, even the modern ones, are based off of something else. So, for example, Tangled is based off of oh, Rapunzel. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's... And you've got things like Frozen is based off of the Ice Queen.
2: Yes, yes, very loose. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Not I've, very I suppose I was thinking they went but... through
1: a stage where you had things like
2: Lion King and stuff like that, which I'm sure was sort of based on something, but, you know, seemed like an original idea at the time. But I wasn't aware, because... I started thinking, well, I listen to these stories and I listen to, you know... That's because you've got Audible, isn't it? I've got Audible. So I've been listening to these stories. And most fairy stories really have a, I don't know, a message behind them, you know, especially because they're, uh, you know, read to children. Where does the fairy part of it come from? Well, I think it's, uh, I think the definition of a fairy story is something that's that's within a a world a magical world world where things are different from our world so that fairies exist that wizards exist that uh, that animals talk that they they do things that they wouldn't normally do so a fantastical world unless you've done drugs well i would suggest if you've done drugs or doing drugs do not read
1: any of the brothers Yeah, have people have been... I've, I've heard of people before being...
2: Have you, really? No, 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 no
1: I've heard of people, the fact that it, it could really freak someone out. Like, there's people, stories of people doing a drug and then watching a film and stuff like that, or... But it messes with your mind yeah. completely, so... and some of really these imagine stories hallucinogenics messed, would really mess yeah, with Yeah,
2: have messed with my mind. So, you know, you can take a story, and I think with all fairy stories tales the bit of fairy tales the it usually starts like we did today with once upon a time but it usually finishes with the end happily ever after all oh, right well at least the ones that we're seeing now and have seen certainly i know that disney um the whole thing of disney is something about sort of I can they have a tragedy within their things, but it is supposed to be a feel good sort of factor to what they do. But the stories that they're based on are very,
1: very different, right? So if we take perhaps A lot of the Disney ones um suggest towards certain things rather than actually doing them. No. So so Like so they'll make a suggestion towards this person died very tragically, blah blah blah, but they won't necessarily show them dying very tragically.
2: No, no, true. But there's some key things that sort of start to. Now we talked about. First of all, we're we'll just talking about that something finger at me. about the Waving it at me, three yeah. little pigs, right? Yep. So the three little pigs in your memory. Very quickly, what happens? Well, uh, how quickly? As qu- well, not yeah, yeah, so. The wolf comes along. No. Nope. The three pigs are there, right? Pigs
1: first. And, and they're going to build houses. Three yeah? pigs, yeah. They're going, right, lads, we need to build a house. Right. I'm going to yeah. tell it. Lads, we're going to build a house, but we need it to be strong. And then one pig goes, well, I think we should do this. And the pig's like, nah, mate, that's not going to work. And the other one's like, well, we should do this. And it ends up and they're going, look, I'm, I'm just going to get on with it myself because you guys are stressing me out. So one of them goes and makes it out of a s- straw. Mm-hmm. And he goes, right. This would do me. I'm not a man of much. I don't need much in my house. So just straw would do. one makes it out of sticks. He goes, well, <laughs> that straw's not going to last. But my sticks will be really good because I'll be able to uh, live it up in here a little bit more lavishly as long as I don't start a fire. And then the guy had gone, God, these guys aren't going to last very long. But luckily I went down to the local uh, brick dealership and bought all these bricks. So I'm going to build it out of bricks. Um... And he builds it out of bricks. And right. the wolf, very, very kindly, firstly goes to the, the, the straw house and blows it down. Yeah. And he says, "A huff and a puff and a blow your house down." And he blows it down. And then, um, now I believe in the stories you're told as a kid. The kid, the pig runs away to the next house. To the w- house of wood. Yeah. The house of sticks. Sticks. Um, and then he blows down sticks, and he goes over to. They all go into the. Brick house, and then he blows the brick house, but nothing really happens. But if you do watch um, things like tornadoes, sometimes they can tear down bricks and stuff. Right. A, a, a really strange ending to that, right? It has no bearing on
2: this story. So what happens to the wolf? What does he do? He can't blow down
1: the the brick house. So what does he do next? And he just goes, oh. oh, no, he goes up and climbs... Up, goes up onto the roof, climbs down the chimney, and then they set fire to the fireplace, and the mm. and the wolf burns. Yeah, and what does he do then? And then and then in classic um, cartoon style, shoots up holding his bum, who's got a slight yeah. tin, tinge, in it, and then he runs, runs away off. in a zigzaggy line. Right,
2: so yeah, so that's pretty standard. Or dies.
1: Right. right. So the
2: actual story: Three Little Pigs, exactly what you said. With the straw, the sticks, but the wolf comes up to the straw one, he blows it down, he eats the pig. Yeah. He goes to the next one, blows it down, eats the pig. You managed to would be full by that point, wouldn't you? Goes to the next one, tries to blow it down, can't blow it down, climbs down the chimney. Like Father Christmas. They, they, uh, the last pig had put a, a, a big cauldron of boiling water. The wolf falls in it, he puts the lid on, cooks him and eats him. Now, straight away you can see how you would that would be changed just to make it a little bit more palatable to a child before they go to bed. Yep. But that, compared to some of the others, is just like a a dream story, a lovely sort of gentle stroll through fairyland. Right. If you take something like um, Cinderella, I thought you to go Red Riding Hood because Red Riding
1: Hood... Well, I can I can go to Red Riding Hood first well, if that would well, make sense. Well, the Cinderella sense. one, I'm intrigued by the Cinderella one. I think the most I know about the Cinderella one is they're trying to put yeah. their feet into the slippers, aren't they? So the ugly stepsisters cut off their toes and stuff like that to try well, but and fit then, their feet in the slippers. you know, I think you're going yeah, down? Yeah, yeah. So so basically,
2: yeah, but it gets a lot worse than that, right? So obviously Cinderella's mother dies, right? Yeah. So she dies So she's really distraught. Um, and she keeps going to the grave and she sits and cries. While she's doing that, quite quickly her dad remarries, yeah. marries this woman who's horrible, this step-mum. Mm-hmm. There's two um, step-sisters. Step-sisters. stepsisters. What is noticeable about the stepsisters? Is it ugly. They're not ugly. Everything I've seen, and certainly in things like pantomime, they're supposed to be ugly. They're supposed to be beautiful. But have got really ugly personalities, oh, so they're so they really horrible. Them ugly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, you have a prince there. He, he wants to find a princess. He has they they hold three days of celebrations, right? Cinderella wants to go to the ball as such, and the step-mum won't let her. So keeps keeps on uh, keeps on, and the stepmom in the end pours. Um, Lentils into the ash, right, in the fireplace. What, like the cooking ones? Lentils. Red lentils or normal lentils? I don't know what colour they are. Right. And says to her, if she can pick out within an hour all of those lentils and separate them from the ash, she can go to the ball. She tries to do it, and then a load of birds come down and. A helper and pick out that and so she goes back oh that's to the, part of the extra story yeah, yeah. and then the, the goes back to the, the step mum says I've done it says you still can't go and then she oh please please she said I'll oh, tell you what then and she empties two bowls of lentils into the ash and then Cinderette says to her you've got to in an hour you've got to separate those two the same thing happens the birds help and that she gets it back and she says nope you're still not going so Cinderella goes and cries and Susan, lentils there? a lot of lentils going, going to waste really Yeah, <clears throat> quite unhygienic as well anyway but she goes to the grave and she cries and, and you know and wishes she could go and then the birds bring her down this beautiful gown to wear right and she and she puts it on and she goes to the ball and this prince sees her and he thinks she's the most beautiful... And he, he hasn't got eyes of anybody. He, he just wants to dance with her all night. But it gets towards the end of the night, right? And she thinks she's got to go. So she runs off. And he can't find her. And he, he, he suddenly sees her and he says, where, where is she going? And she's climbed into this pigeon loft. So... Classic. He, it's right in where, where Cinderella lives, so he goes and the, and the father's there and he says, who's that? And he says, well, it, it must be Cinderella in there. And they look in there, but she's gone. And when they go back to the house, she's lying in the in the uh, ash light as if she's asleep because she's escaped out the back of the pigeon loft. So it goes again to the grave, gets an even more beautiful dress, goes to the ball for the second time, the second night. Then she comes back, he, he runs off from him, she goes into a pear tree. He's looking for her. They think it must be Cinderella. Like a partridge. It's, yeah. she. They chop down the tree. She's not in it. She, they go back to the house. She's laying in the ashes. She's asleep. Can't have been her then. The third day, she goes to the grave again. She gets an even more beautiful dress and a pair of gold slippers. Right. She goes to the ball, gets to the end. Now the prince is a little bit wise now. what Gold he's dumb, slippers. Gold slippers, yeah. not glass slippers. It'd be he, weird to being able to see people's feet, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be strange actually anyway. So he puts glue all down the stairs, right? So when she runs away from him, one of the shoes come off, gets stuck in the glue on the stairs. How about her foot? No, she gets away. Yeah, but like now she steps on the next step, is that now? Well, I she must hop down the rest of it. Like um, she runs and jumps into the home field alone behind. Her. Yeah, a bit like Home Alone style. She runs into the field. They try and find her. They go back to the house. She's in the ashes still. But he's got the shoe then, hasn't he? he's got the, he's got the golden slipper. So he goes there and he says, Are "You got any any daughters?" And they bring out the first of the daughters. It doesn't fit. She goes and tries it on in the other room, and the the stepmom brings out a pair of scissors. And like you said, she cuts her toe off, puts it in, and it fits goes to the prince he says oh it must be you then he puts her on the back of his horse they're riding away as they ride away the birds are singing that this is wrong check look behind you he looks and there's blood coming out the slipper so he takes her back he said you've got another daughter he said yes i've got another daughter that she takes the takes the golden slipper goes out in the room she gets her toes in but can't get her heel in so um step stepmum or a mum gives her a knife and she cuts off the back of the hill. She goes, she gets on the horse, she's going along, the birds are singing again. He looks behind again like they've told him to. There's blood all in the shoe. He takes her back. He goes, You have got any other daughters? He said, No, no, no. He said, You must have other daughters. Yeah, well there is Cinderella. He said it can't be her, it can't be her. She couldn't be her. He insists on her coming out. She comes out, she tries a shoe on. Bloodfield shoe. Bloodfield shoe, yeah, straight away. Lovely. She gets on the horse, she rides away, the birds start singing. They say, look behind you, there's no blood, but they must have cleaned the blood off the shoe before she put it on. And he knows it's a true love. So you think, well, it's pretty grim, like you said. They've cut their toes off, cut their... the the sisters then try to make favour with Cinderella when she gets married and they walk either side of her, walking down the aisle some of the birds that are friends of Cinderella come down and pe- peck out their eyes oh, right helpful so they swap as they're coming back and the birds pick out the other eyes so they're blind oh and that's the end of the story But so the way I lovely
1: sh- the way I should go and pick out a girlfriend is with a pair of shoes yeah and live happily ever after
3: every day in every way the things people do the things people say just irritate me please sedate me these are the things that really get my goat.
2: <laughs> people drive flatbed trucks who indicate left on roundabouts, then right and then end up going neither left or right but straight on. Okay, so we've talked about Cinderella, we've talked about the Three three little Little Pigs, and we start talking about some of the other things, right? For instance, the princess and the frog, right? In my mind, when I think of the princess and the frog, I think of the fact that the princess kisses the frog, and the frog turns into a handsome prince, isn't that right?
1: Actually, when I think of the princess of the frog, I think of the princess kissing the frog and then they'd both be frogs.
2: Okay. Well, that, but that's a nice sort
1: of, like a bit of a shrink ogre thing going on there. I do think, um, or then it's potentially, and it's not a princess at that point either, and uh, I also think about potentially it's just someone, because isn't it, think about licking toads and stuff like that. You're that on the pick, drugs again, yeah, aren't you? Yeah. I my, mean, point, you no, need to have a little chat a little after. Right.
2: The princess and the frog... I'm not I, on the drugs, just to clarify it. I'm just talking... What I meant them. was you're on the subject of the <laughs> right, drugs. It yeah. made it sound like... You made it sound anyway, like I was on drugs. So the princess and the frog, I thought, uh, in the end, uh, uh, a story that... I don't know the actual story, but she kisses the frog. The frog turns it's really, into... really good. I don't into, know the actual right, story. okay. That's not what happens. Right, in order for that frog to turn into the prince, she throws it against a wall, right? She burns it, And she cuts its head off, and then it turns into a prince. A very different outcome. I mean, that
1: is obvious. Well, no, same outcome, but a very different way of going about it. It is obvious. Let's be honest. If you want something to turn into a human, you have to throw it against the wall, and you have to cut its head off. Oh, right. Okay. Well,
2: you know, live and learn, hey? Live and learn. What about the tale of Little Red Riding Hood? Ah, something we alluded to earlier. Little Red Riding Cap because that's what it was called. Yeah. But obviously people didn't... They didn't have hoods back then. Oh, hello. Um, So the story I knew about Little Red Riding Hood is that she's going through the forest, she's going to her grandma's. I didn't actually remember that she was taking her wine and... um, It's like sweet treats
1: in the story, but yeah. Yeah. Taking her basically
2: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. It was a cake and... Yeah, cake and wine she was taking her. Anyway... She's warned not to stray off the path because yeah. there are wolves in there. She sees a wolf. He says about picking some flowers that are just off the path. She gets distracted. The wolf goes to the uh, grandma's house. The gra- he hides in. Uh, he gets older. Grandma. He hides her. He gets into bed. He waits for. Are we talking about the 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 one I kind the of child knew? Story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So little red riding cap comes in. You know, it's all this. Why? What I big knew it teeth is, have
1: you got? Just to let you know, I've always known it as he eats the grandma.
2: Right. Well, there we go. Right. So, I think there's a bit of a mixture, but that was something that you know was fair, perhaps fairly well known. The way it's actually written, yes, she, he eats the grandma. He's he's sitting in there. He waits for her to come in. She does all the old spiel. You know, what big teeth you've got? What big Nose, nose. You've got what big tail? You got whatever it is, right? The big and then teeth he eats is the last her. one, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He eats her as well.
2: Yeah, right. I didn't realise this because I, I obviously had seen or I'd read something when I was younger that was a lot more sort of calmed down and a little bit more uh, sort of child friendly. But then the huntsman comes along. Yes, he's the because the wolf eats so much. Here's the wolf snoring. So he goes in to see what's happened. Not quite sure what's going on. Goes to shoot the wolf, then thinks maybe not. Takes out his knife, cuts the wolf open, pulls out Little Red Riding Cap, who's still alive, then pulls out Grandma, who needs to recover, so he gives her the wine and the cake. Um, Then he skins the wolf and wears the skins himself and goes... And that is the end of that story. I thought... I knew that one quite well, actually. Did you? So yeah. that's more towards the sort of thing we were talking about, yeah? So as you, as you knew it as a child, it is the actual yeah. story. Yeah, so I always to, knew
1: it as he comes in, they eat... So he eats the grandma, he eats for a and hood, and then the huntsman opens up, cuts open the wolf. Right, okay.
2: What about Rapunzel? Now you talked about Tangled, didn't you, being a more sort of a Disney version. Where she's been kidnapped I by a woman. I didn't really know a great deal about this story, right, of Rapunzel.
1: No, I do with this one, honestly. I I know the fact that she lets down her hair and I know it's um um I know the Disney version more than anything else because it's never been really one that interested me at all.
2: Right. So it starts with a man and a woman living, in... and most of the time in these things, they don't refer to the person in question by the name that we know them by, but they do in this. In the end, so there's a, a, a husband and wife. And they they want a child, but they haven't been able to have a child yet. They live on next door to this in this sorceress her her property in there, and and the and the woman's looking over, and she can see these salad leaves that she likes, and she's going a bit crazy about it all and she gets her husband to go and pick these saddle leaves and he brings them back and she seems to be okay and she's sort of trying to get herself and she's getting more and more sort of agitated and ill and she seems to be really pining for these salad leaves a bit bizarre really so he gets to go get her husband to go back in there the sorceress catches him He explains what's happening. She takes pity on him, says he can have as much of the salad leaves as he likes to make her feel better. However, and this keeps coming up. This is really weird, but this keeps coming up in all of these stories. She can have all the salad leaves she likes. She can go to the salad cart as many times as you like. Have you ever been to a harvester before? But they've never said to me when I've been to a harvester, you can go as often as you like, but we will need to take your firstborn. They always want the firstborn, don't they? Do that. Yeah, they always want the firstborn. So they said, oh, "All right, then." So they straight salad. away they've traded the, the, for the salad leaves for their firstborn. Yep. First, the girl comes along, she's a beautiful girl. The sorceress takes her. She takes her into this this vast sort of area that she's got. She's got a tower there. She puts her at the top of the tower. Um, there's no way of getting into the tower apart from up on the the window at the top. She's got these huge length, lengthy limpy locks that she can lock yep. up. So we know know that of so goes to see her, climbs up, uh, does a little.
1: Can you let your hair down? She lets Rapunzel. Her hair down. Rapunzel, let down your hair. Yeah, that's
2: the one. And then she goes up. No, no. Anyway, prince comes past. Just happens to be wandering past. Here's As they Rapunzel singing, loves her singing, decides to go up. Um, to the uh, he sees the sorceress do this, so he thinks he'll have a go. So he says, oh, can you let me up with your hair? And she lets her hair down, he goes up, she's very surprised to see him. She He talks to her, he says he loves her voice, he falls in love with her there and then. They He keeps going and visiting her, and over the next few, few nights, right? Mm-hmm. One of these times when the sorceress is there, she let slip Rapunzel that she's been seeing this prince she's furious the sorceress fuming absolutely she's gone nuts so she she does a spell and banishes um, Rapunzel yep to the desert yep just to the desert is this like the film I've never no. seen the film. Anyway, so she's in the There's desert There's lanterns now. in the film. So basically, then the prince comes along, and she thinks, "Right, I'm going to get him." So she makes weaves up this what looks like hair, and when he comes to see Rapunzel, she lets the sorceress lets this stuff down. He climbs up, and he goes, "Ah, you're not Rapunzel," and she goes, "You're the prince who's been." Re-. Anyway, they go a little scuffle. He jumps out of the window, lands in some thorn bushes, and he's blinded in both eyes. Right. Oh, right, nice. So then he's wandering. It's funny that
1: it's only landed in his eyes, though.
2: Yeah, I know. Then he wanders around. For for ages and ages, he wanders around.
1: Turns out he's only going around in circles. Well, can't maybe, see but going.
2: eventually he makes it to the desert and he's sort of near enough dead, but she reckon- so Rapunzel sees him and comes to him and cradles him and cries and when her tears hit his eyes, his eyes clear and he's, he he sees again. And what made me laugh is the next bit they say is, and they do live hep- happily ever after, Rapunzel, the prince, and Rapunzel's two children, the twins that were born when she was in the desert. So that means the prince, when he visited her for f- about three nights, um, it meant, you know... He got her pregnant. He got her pregnant.
1: And then she's had twins while she's been in the desert. They don't do that in a Disney film, do they? No, but she has got healing powers of her hair, and that's why she gets kidnapped in the Disney film. Is it really? Yeah. But they can't just cut off the hair, because if they cut off the hair, the hair goes brown and doesn't work anymore. Oh, I didn't so know So they that. cut off the hair at the end. See, Spoilers. these are all
0: the
2: little bits and pieces, but they're, it's quite violent, these things.
1: But the whole point being, and this has been a very long, about 20-minute explanation, of the fact that fairy tales, in essence, like where they actually come from, is often quite violent. Yeah, but some of them, some of them have got morals, some of them you feel like if they say if you're good, if you're
2: true to yourself, you know, things will happen, good things will happen to you. And some of them, and if you're not, terrible things will happen to you. But some of them, don't matter what you do, it'll all end up a bit tragic in the end anyway. You know, so, uh, and you say 20 minutes I've been talking about this, have
1: I? Yeah, over that. Over that, what over, in, this, t- over in 20 the mi- second half? Bill. No, 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 over twenty minutes. We've been talking. We've been telling the stories of of different. Um, yeah, but that's that's the whole point of this particular fairy tales right.
2: So I'm just going to pick out particular points here. Rumpelstiltskin. Do you know anything about that? Yeah. Right. He's so in the Shrek. story is. Oh yeah, he is in Shrek, but the story Thor. is that you know he spins gold. Yeah. Again, for the first bomb. Yeah, he does it so you know it makes me laugh because the king gets the do- this woman to do it Uh and he tells her if he- she doesn't do it he'll have her killed and then he marries her and she's the queen why would she want to marry him anyway when he was going to
1: have her killed for the yeah, you anyway. don't have to get a choice in some of these but the very bit,
2: end of that when she finds out she sends the scouts out they all look around um Someone hears him overhears him singing and tell and tell him, you know, singing this song about being Rumplestiltskin. So she tells him he gets so annoyed. The story I heard is he he stamped his foot and it got it went through the floorboards and he got stuck there. The actual story is they're outside, he stamps his foot, it goes so far deep into the ground he can't pull it out. So he pulls his other leg to try and do it and splits himself in half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely! Classic move. I mean, absolutely not necessary for the story, but somehow they seem to think that was you what needed to pick them. yourself up. That's kind of that scenario, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, yeah, okay, no, that's fair enough. But it does seem unnecessarily um, violent at the end for him to do that. But you know, the Little Mermaid. I've seen Little Mermaid, and it's a lovely film, and it's got some really good songs in it, Yeah. and all the rest of it. Recently in the I think yesterday I listened to the story of it and it's I think that's that Hans Christian Andersen one. And basically there's five sisters. She's the youngest of the sisters. She's not yep. called Ariel. Um they on their fifteenth birthday they're allowed to go up to the surface. She goes up to the surface when it's her turn. She's she's desperate to see what goes on. She sees a shipwreck. She sees the prince. Mm-hmm. She saves the prince, takes him to shore, but she can't go in further. And as she watches from the shallows, other people surround him, and a and a beautiful woman comes over, her, and he's the, he, she's the first one that the prince sees, so he thinks she's saved her, but him, you know, him, but sort of the little mermaid can't do anything about that, so she's she's distraught. She's her heart broke is broken. She thought... Her nan had told her that, you know, if if a human falls in love with her, she can be immortal and all this sort of thing. And this sort of story goes goes on where she then is watching him and she then goes to the um, the witch. Yep. And the witch says, ''Okay, I'll let you um, be able to go out and I'll give you some legs. ''It will feel like you're walking on knives all the time.'' ''Hmm, nice.'' And I'll need to cut out your tongue. Not give her a voice in a little lovely little sort of thing, but cut out her tongue. So she does that. She goes there. She prent.
1: She can't tell the prince now. Why she can't write it down and say I was the one who saved you? She's a mermaid because she doesn't speak English. She doesn't know to write in English. Well, she's or whatever language She's speaking
2: English to the people in the story. No, she's speaking
1: her own language to those people in that
2: story. Oh, okay. She could mime it. Surely you could mime something like that. Or just open her mouth. But she could open her mouth, but he'd see that uh, she'd had a, a tongue cut out, but that wouldn't necessarily give him the answer, all the answers he wanted. Anyway, carry on. Right, sorry. Sorry, anyway. So this goes on, and he does start to think, and he keeps telling to her, you, you know, you're wonderful, you want to marry. But eventually, it looks like he's got to be betrothed to this other king's daughter. When he meets that other king's daughter... It's the woman that he thought saved him. So he's very happy. So the three of them on the boat on the way back and her heart's breaking now, the little mermaid, because she knows because he can't uh, love her, she's going to die and she's going to become the the foam on the water. That's what they've become. Then she sees uh, f- four sisters and her four sisters have shaved their heads well, I don't know if they've shaved their heads... ...but they've got no hair now.
1: Not electric razors anyway... No, cause it's nothing underwater. like that... ...because
2: underwater. And and basically... ...they'd gone to the evil witch... ...and said to her... ...is there anything you can do? She's going to die. And... ...they had traded their hair... ...and they give the little mermaid a knife. And it actually... ...what they actually say in the story is... ...you've got to... Uh, ...thrust this knife into the chest... ...into the heart of the prince... And when the blood splatters and goes onto your legs, it will turn back into a fish's tail and you'll be okay and you'll be able to live again. Um, apparently they tell her that the nun, the nan, not the, the nun. nun, the nan hasn't got any hair either, but that's because she's, it's fallen out because of the worry. But she goes to do it, but she can't do it. And then she, the sun comes up and she dies and that's it. All right. No happy ending to that. This is what I'm talking about about happy endings in these particular things. You'd you'd think that was the one like the Disney story where they actually get married in the end, don't they?
1: They do. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all when it comes to these fairy tales, it was all a lot of it was to teach people certain things and stuff like that or just to terrify children. But at the end of the day, I think I'll stick around with the uh, with the some of the more modern versions of them and I'll probably share those with my future children rather than sharing these. Yeah, with these your other nephew, versions. when you
2: tell your nephew a, a bedtime story, try and keep it away from the originals and and something quite... Something just totally different maybe. Make up your own story. Yeah, maybe. That'll be a nice thing to do. Hand it down through the generations. <laughs>
1: And now, word from our fictional sponsor.
3: Is it your birthday bar mitzvah or works Xmas bash? Do you love inflatables and bouncy castles but are worried that some porcupines will turn up and spoil your fun? Worry no more. Here at Tricks for Pricks, we have the solution. For only $19.99 a month, we will send you the answer to your problems. Choose between Basic, a uniquely designed set of corks, available in pink, blue or natural. Premium, cheese and pineapple cubes for all your safety and buffet needs. Or Premium Plus, the same as Premium but with the addition of Turizzo for that Mediterranean feel. Don't let some pricks spoil your party. From Tricks for Pricks on 0987 66123 64387 352. Extension 38, ask
1: for Tom. <laughs> <Game time. whistles> Woohoo Right, onwards with a game of such.
2: Of such, we, we, we're we not going to do a game as in I ask you questions, you give me wrong answers. Um, wow. Yeah, wow. wow. Just what a wow. way to just throw a punch my way. I know, I'll take that. Uh, no, no, because no this is all about fairy tales, we were tasked each of us, to write a couple of short stories.
1: Yeah. Yeah? Short. So,
2: in the genre of fairy tales. I haven't got a sting for once. Nope. I hope
1: that's not going to spoil this. No, I'm sure it won't.
2: But I don't know who's going first.
1: I don't know. Should we flip a coin? Flip a coin. Ready? Yeah. Oh. You didn't call what you wanted the thing to be yeah. alright then I'll say heads uh, I was thinking heads anyway so you probably should start I'm going to start then am I yeah okay. I didn't
2: actually have a coin either I know you didn't that's why I wasn't quite sure what um what we're doing I was just anyway. getting my actual uh, story up okay hey, so, so you weren't prepared either I am prepared I'm just I'm, I'm actually got to look at it at a time so we shall begin Once upon a time, in a far off land, there lived a boy. He was a small skinny child and the other children used to play tricks and laugh at him, which made him sad. One day, while he was busy hiding from the other children, he came across an injured rook. At first, he was scared of the bird, as his mother had told him that rooks, crows and other carrion were bad omens and brought bad luck. But there was something about this bird that reminded the boy of himself so he gently picked it up and placed it in his bag. When he got home he quickly hid the bird under his bed and went to the kitchen to get some scraps to feed him. After a few days the bird seemed to have recovered so the boy decided to take it back to where he had found it. He was nearly at the spot when all at once another larger rook swooped down at him screeching loudly. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? Trying to tear at the bag the boy was carrying. The boy dropped the bag and at once the injured bird soared up to meet its mother. The boy watched as the two birds landed on a nearby tree and began to talk in their whispered tones. He strained to hear what they were saying but he was suddenly aware that a large group of children were walking towards him down the lane. When they caught sight of the boy, they picked up stones from the side of the lane and started to throw them at him, hit him in the chest and head. They laughed out loud as the boy curled up against the hedge, blood trickling from his wounds. The two rooks looked on, the mother rook laughing in a cold crackly voice at the skinny boy's fate. The smaller rook swaying from side to side, but making no sound. The children had reached the boy now and had swapped the stones they had been framed for taking it in turns to kick and punch him. The mother rook squawked and laughed louder, moving to a nearer tree to get a better look at the boy's predicament. Just as the blood-soaked and bruised boy was about to pass out from the pain, the smaller rook took flight and made straight for the group of children, much to the annoyance of its mother. It pecked and scratched and before long the children were either dead or permanently blinded, falling over each other and the many lifeless bodies now littering the lane. The skinny boy gingerly got to his feet, wondering what the small rook would do next. Would he turn on him now, proving his own mother right when she said they were bad luck? Or was he actually protecting the boy despite the mother rook's evident disapproval? The smoo- small rook circled the boy three times before landing at his feet. It cocked its head to one side. Thank you, it said in a small high voice and immediately flew away. As the boy walked back to the village, he couldn't help but smile. Not only was he the only child left alive who could see, but he had also learned that not everyone is the same whatever you are told. We all have that capacity to be good and evil. A phrase we use today, a, a phrase we use in today's times, draws directly from this fairy
1: tale: "Never judge a rook by its mother." Wow. The end. So, I lost track a little bit. So, wow, so <laughs> you're not paying attention. <laughs> so it's to an the injured st- bird. He put in his bag. He tried to save it, and then he. Flew out the bag and then loads of kids attacked him, and then the bird attacked the kids. Yeah, but the mother didn't. The mother thought it was funny
2: that he was being attacked because yeah. the mother was horrible, but the, the younger bird wasn't because he, he'd he been saved and he, he cared about the boy.
1: Yeah, it was really good. Really liked it.
2: Thank you very much. I'll try to bring out the darkness of some of these fairy tales in that
1: one. Yeah, yeah. Well, shall I go on from mine? You could do. So, my first one, uh, I had a. I was very interested in it in the in the start, and then I lost interest. I my eye was hurting, so I went to bed, and then I quickly <sighs> finished it when I got home today. And I I didn't feel like I had all the energy to write loads. So you see if you can spot where I kind where of it yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> so um. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> So it's the Prince and the Porcupine. Once upon a time in the kingdom of Smilishiza lived a prince called Nigel. Prince Nigel lived in the castle with his parents, the king and queen. Nigel was an only child, but he never never lacked company. He was often surrounded by his parents' staff. Nigel didn't really have any friends of his own age. Uh, He thought they were rather stupid actually. He didn't, so he didn't see much point in hanging around with them as it would probably just make him even dumber. Most people uh, were stupid in Nigel's eyes. He was the son of royalty and he had all the best teachers. Son of who? Royalty. Right. That was, I thought that was obvious, his parents were the king and queen. You know yeah, right? no, I didn't hear what you said. Right. Sorry. you just interrupting my story it's now. Sorry, all right. Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> no, I won't. Uh, and he had all the best teachers and was likely wise beyond his years. Overall, Nigel was a bit of a knob.
2: Yeah, I a- think this might <laughs> be the point. Is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, he was on his way. From, I, I a lot more than this. It was on his way from the lake. Um, from the lake, in the back of his horse-drawn carriage, much like most Wednesdays, as he took his afternoon swim. When the carriage came to a sudden halt. What's this? Then he exclaimed, "I've got to get back my for my evening kazoo practice." Prince Nigel was in an indie kazoo rock band called the Hum Chums. It's that, Your Highness. The coach driver was pointing towards a porcupine in the path. It just appeared out of nowhere. Well, run over it then. I don't have all day. The prince replied with a huff. Your Highness. But before the coach driver could say any more, the prince had taken the horse's reins and began to uh, began to march, and they began to march forwards. There was an explosion of spikes, and a, and the cart. Uh, oh, I'm really struggling here. <laughs> try raging try it. There was an explosion of carts. Um, as, as <laughs> explosion oh, of carts. There's an explosion of spikes as the cart uh, went over the porcupine. One of its quills fr- flew directly into the air above the prince, and after a brief moment where it appeared to freeze in the middle of the air again, oh, right. it flew down straight into the prince's hand with a loud pop. You prit! But before the prince could say any more, the prince had passed out on the floor. When the prince awoke, he no longer had his carriage. In fact, his carriage was nowhere to be seen. He now lay on the long grass just beside where the incident had happened. His paw was still hurting after it had been stabbed. His paw? The prince tried to stand up, but he couldn't balance on his two legs it went to the next page then that's why that's a break <laughs> balance on his two legs <laughs> he balance on his two legs he also noticed that everything around him seemed a lot bigger he noticed a puddle a few metres away so he waddled over to it and looked into the centre his eyes adjusted for a moment and he quickly realised that he couldn't see his own face in the reflection he could only see that of a porcupine Prince Nigel well, the consciousness of him, hurried back to the castle. He had expected people would be worried, uh, wondering where he could be, be and even think he was dead. He didn't expect to see what greeted him when he arrived home. Prince Nigel could see himself standing on the steps of the palace handing out bread to the poor. Except this wasn't him, as he was the body of a, in the body of a porcupine and he would himself... <laughs> I'm really struggling, I'm so sorry. He would put himself that close to a disgusting paw. He also wouldn't have spiked his hair like that. Wow. Yeah. Just as it began to dawn on him what had happened, a ghostly voice boomed. It was clearly the voice of a porcupine. (laughs) Clearly a voice (laughs) of a porcupine. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. Yeah. (laughs) Since you were so rude and cruel to the others, I've given you the almighty prick. You must now live the rest of your days as a porcupine. The voice boomed. After long and boring explanation, Nigel was told that he'd swap bodies with a porcupine and would live the rest of his days being downtrodden by the rest of society, much like he used to do to them. He lived a miserable life and inevitably died a lot younger than if he were a human due to the difference in life expectancy. The end. Wow, I can see where that tailed off. It yeah. actually tailed off a bit earlier than it appeared to.
2: All right. because okay, good. Yeah. So, so Nigel was a I bit... I really of, struggled reading that. Bit
1: of a, you did, didn't I you? I really
2: don't know why. I don't know why. Either. Perhaps you're a little I bit I think tired. it's because
1: I'm reading it side on because the monitor, where you've got your phone directly in front of you reading it, I'm looking at it so I can speak into the yeah, mic yeah. and yeah. looking at it from the corner of my eye. <clears And throat> I kept losing the where case. I was.
2: Right. Anyway. Very good. Nigel. So, Nigel was uh, a bit of a rotter and then he ended up being... Uh, a porcupine. Very porcupine heavy this episode. Yep. Yeah. I was,
1: I, when I came up with the idea of the advert about the porcupine, I then had porcupine on the mind. You certainly did, didn't <laughs> and you? And then wrote a story about a porcupine. Okay. You went into the next one. It's not porcupine related. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Okay. Here we go with my next one.
2: The Old Man in the Tree. Once upon a time in the kingdom, in a kingdom far, far
1: away, lived a
2: wise old wizard called Mufflepuss. No one knew exactly how old he was, but he had always been there as long as anybody remembered. Every morning the townsfolk would deliver food and drink to the hollowed out tree he lived in. In return for this, the wizard would cure the villagers ailments and protect the crops with magic. This understanding had gone on for many years with no problems until one day a particularly mischievous and curious young boy called Isaac walked past a tree with a number of his equally mischievous friends. It was not long before the boys began to talk of what might be inside the tree and and before he knew it Isaac had been dared to go in. He knew Mufflepuss was in the town and tending to a particularly bulbous boil on the mare's bottom. So he took his chance and squeezed his way into the gap in the tree. What he saw next made him gasp. He had stepped into a large wide room full from floor to ceiling with all manner of things. There were bottles with potions in them. Books piled so high they towered over Isaac. There were clothes scattered about the room and a menagerie of animals, including a rather splendid parrot in a cage who looked alarmed to see the boy. He stood in the middle of this chaos, mouth wide open in amazement, but he couldn't hang around. The old man might be back at any moment. He looked around for something to steal and to impress his friends who were waiting anxiously outside. Isaac grabbed a quill that was on a nearby table and a pair of trousers that were hung over a rather rather badly stuffed ferret. Just as he was about to leave, the parrot gave a squawk. Who's a pretty boy then? Isaac couldn't resist and grabbed the parrot cage and headed out of the tree, much to the delight of his friends. They walked away laughing and joking as Isaac described what he'd seen. The other boys hung on his every word and were particularly impressed with the parrot, although try as they might, all it said was, Who's a pretty boy, Lin?" From the shadows, an old man watched them with a slight smirk on his face. The next day was a school day and an important one at that. Isaac had an exam in the morning and a show and tell lesson in the afternoon. He thought the parrot would the be a an e- yeah. show and tell. He thought the because it, it, it works in the story. All he right. thought that <laughs> parrot would be an excellent show and would definitely get the attention of the pretty butcher's daughter, Mary. He had a took a shine to. It was a dress down day at school, so he thought for a bit of fun he'd wear the old man's trousers he'd stolen. He also took the quill, as it was much grander than the one he normally used. As he walked into school he couldn't help thinking the trousers were a lot tighter than they'd seemed when he first put them on. The parrot though seemed quite content looking around at the passers-by saying who's a pretty boy then at regular intervals. Isaac left the parrot with his teacher and headed to the exam room. The trousers feeling tighter than ever. Isaac took his quill out and when he was told turned over his exam paper and started to write the answers down. But as he did What he wrote and what appeared on the paper were the exact opposite. When he wrote down yes, it appeared no. When he wrote down no, it appeared yes. Black was white, up was down, night was day. It was a particularly weird and specific exam. Isaac didn't have a clue what was happening. And when the bell rang, signaling the end of the exam, he shuffled out in a state of shock. Isaac headed to find his friends. The trousers were even more uncomfortable than before. It felt like they were getting smaller by the minute. By the time he reached his friends he was almost doubled up in pain. When they saw him they were alarmed as suggested he go to see the nurse. But just as Isaac thought he would pass out the trousers suddenly exploded with a loud bang leaving him standing there in just his underwear. People who had heard the loud bang and rushed to see what had happened now stood pointing and laughing at Isaac. He turned and ran away from the crowd. He managed to find some blankets and fashioned them into some makeshift trousers. It was just show and tell now so hopefully his parrot would make everybody forget about the incident earlier. He collected the parrot and went to the classroom, sitting down to wait for his turn. It was excruciating waiting, as one after another the children stood up and spoke about their interesting object or thing. Seven different types of dung, a collection of dead birds, someone even brought a pickle jar he had seen, he had, had since he was a baby, but finally it was Isaac's turn. He walked to the front of his class and uncovered the parrot. Everyone gasped, isaac noticed mary looked particularly impressed this is my parrot his name is peter does it talk shouted a boy at the back he only says who's a pretty boy then replied isaac well i don't said the parrot and my name's not peter it's simon isaac stared at the parrot also you're a thief And you haven't got any trousers on, Simon (laughs) went on. Isaac could feel himself going red. His classmates were howling with laughter. Thief! 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 Simon squawked. Isaac panicked and ran from the room, the parrot squawking. Thief! Repeatedly as he did. As he ran from the school, he didn't notice the old man sitting on the bench, smiling broadly from ear to ear. The mayor, whose son had brought him as a show and tell, ran out of the school after Isaac. He spotted Mufflepuss. Why did you let him go? The mayor panted clearly out of breath from the short run from the classroom. He's learnt his lesson, I think, said Mufflepuss. Puss. (laughs) You keep changing that. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, said Mufflepuss, offering the mayor a handkerchief to mop his brow. Besides, he's a burglar, not a murderer. (laughs) 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 I'm surprised he didn't jump over something. <laughs> Isaac left the village and wasn't seen again for many years. When he finally appeared, he'd become a politician. The wizard continued to help the townsfolk and nobody ever tried to steal from him again. The end.
1: Wow, that was uh, that was really, 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 really good. Really, really, really... really, really ah. There you go.
2: So, we've got the final story from you.
1: Yeah, final story... Um, I thought I'd uh, keep it quick. Okay. And also bear in mind the fact that I'd already lost interest in the last story. Okay. So, this story I had even less interest to even have in the first place. Okay. So, I'll start then The Lady and the Iguana. 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 Once upon a time, a lady was walking down a long. I, <laughs> oh my <laughs> it's god! Gone bad. What is going on? You know, Are we going to have to have a reading lesson. You know, I um, I wrote these, and I said I wrote these quite quickly, and had to get these sorted because of time restraints. I haven't, I haven't proofread them. Oh, so I've written it's School walking. Schoolboy Walking along. I was meant to say walking along the high street, but it says walking a long high street. A long time. Yeah. Right. I'll give it another go. Once upon a time, a lady was walking along the high street when she came across an iguana. The iguana called out to the lady, Hey you! Yeah, you! Come over here! The lady was confused, but walked over. Give me a kiss, the iguana said. Cheeky iguana." He then went on to explain how he was a handsome prince who had a curse put on them, which turned them into an iguana, until he had the first kiss and was married. The lady was out of work so she thought there wasn't really much to lose. She kissed the iguana and agreed to marry him. The iguana took back his true form but he wasn't all that good looking. It turns out he wasn't a prince but actually was a printer salesman and she just misheard him. They very soon after got divorced. The end. Wow. I, I like the fact that she was out of work so she decided to marry him. Like that it, there's a correlation. Well, between she didn't the have fra- a job. She didn't have a job at the time, and she was thinking, "Well, he's a prince, a so heap of money." Right. Okay. So it's a bit of a play on the princess and the frog. It's the I woman, don't know. What you're talking it's about. the
2: woman and the iguana. <laughs>
1: Do not know what you're talking about? It's no. the lady in the iguana.
2: Nice. Okay. Well, there you go. Shows you how easy it is to write
1: fairy stories. Yeah. Uh, really, really easy. Yeah. Unbelievably. As long easy. as you don't get bored. <laughs> and proofread it and can read without yeah proofreading if you've got things directly in front of you that helps uh, I've read
2: through mine several times but I still made some mistakes in it when I actually looked at it
1: well it it helps also not reading things just with the side glance and actually being able to read them yeah we're going to have to rig something up for
2: you if you do something like this again I think
1: I have got three monitors you'd think I'd sort it out but the the other monitors behind me if it was in front of me all of the monitors you've got all the many many monitors you've got are all behind you yeah actually yeah when I talk to you they are yeah Uh, only one of them is within a gaze for me yeah and that's side side on like completely side on anyway well done anyway well I would say let's wrap it up but there's something else to bring up before we do okay do go now are you aware of our website? I am aware of our website, FatherAndSundays dot com. Yes. Now there is also a uh, area on the podcast on the podcast on the website that allows you to send a message, and we have had a message. Yay! So this one is from Andrew. Oh, well, yeah. hello, Andrew. And it's uh it's a uh, basically the subject is Walter Riley. Sir Walter Riley? No, just Walter Riley. Oh, right, no, okay. okay. (laughs) He says, Love the Walter Riley song. It was a bit longer. Oh, my reading. What what, what is going on? (laughs) If it was a bit longer, it would not be out of place on a Radio 6 alongside Yard Act and (laughs) Wet (laughs) And other obscure acts that he likes. Go on. Good to hear the inventor of the bicycle being celebrated that way, Winky Face. Ah, oh, Winky Face, yeah. That's it, by the way. That's it. Right, yep. okay, no,
2: that's good, that's good. Yes, uh, if I'd have had, added another verse, I've been. It's, there's been a few complaints about how long, how, how self-indulgent I'm getting writing these songs and how long they are now. Um, so I didn't do a, an extra verse, and the extra verse would probably have been about him inventing the bike, and yeah. that's where you get
1: Raleigh bikes from. So, yeah, but good, cool, I like it yeah well that was a message from andrew there now th- this is something you can do yourself you can either email us at contact us at father or you can go on the website and that will also send it through to the email we've also got facebook instagram and twitter and then you can also comment on those and stuff like that and just send us messages through those but you can like share and follow us on instagram twitter you and can indeed. facebook also on the website all the podcasts are available on there but they are also available on every single podcast platform well near enough every single podcast platform um, there is a youtube channel which isn't necessarily that in- important for this particular podcast because it is only audio based so you can listen wherever however there is likely going to be a podcast that includes video in the n- not so distant future so keep an eye on that we'll let you know obviously the- what episode that is at the time but it was something you'd going to want to watch a bit of a companion well. to this yeah um, so but yeah you also got the store available online also the adverts apologise for those um, but that just helps keep us going But if you're talking about the one like, I did or? oh no the, one, the actual ones <laughs> um, but if you do want to help support us and keep this going uh, we've also got um, the store available online on com, and that just helps support us a little bit further but yeah that's about it isn't it And we all lived happily Happily ever after. after. Bye bye,
3: everybody. Bye.